Hi, welcome to the 13th Warehouse. I'm Vicki. And I'm Ken. And this is Doug with the episode credits for Season 4, Episode 7, Endless Wonder. Guest cast, Danielle Nicolette as Deb Stanley. Ferran Tahir, Brent Spiner, and Jamie Murray return as Adwin Kusan, Brother Adrian, and H.G. Wells, respectively. Created by Brent Moat and Jane Espenson. Written by Bob Goodman, John Paul Nickel, and Michael Jones Morales. Directed by Michael McMurray. Original air date, August 2012. And now, the episode Quick Cap. Season 4, Episode 7, Endless Wonder. Pete and Micah head to Indiana to investigate a report of one person suddenly growing taller. While they are there, Lena calls with more reports of unexplained growth. Steve and Claudia confront Artie with the black diamond Claudia found in the dark vault. After some argument, Artie finally tells them about the Brotherhood, but does not mention the astrolabe or the 24-hour do-over. Meanwhile, Pete and Micah begin to suspect the heartburn pills that most of the victims seem to have in common as the cause of the growth spurts that they now know will eventually kill the victims. They meet Deb Stanley, who works for the pharmaceutical company. She inserts herself into the investigation. When they discover that the growth spurts have nothing to do with the medication, they decline any further help from Deb, who decides to follow them anyway. Pete and Micah discover that all of the victims took a cooking class together and a marble bowl is the artifact. Micah finds the bowl and bags it while Pete returns to the bed and breakfast to deal with the surprise arrival of Deb. Deb tells him that she wants access to the artifacts in the hopes that some may help with medical advancements. Kosan appears and lets Pete show her the dangers of artifacts. She then helps the warehouse hide the artifacts from her boss. Kosan offers her a regent position. Steve, Claudia, and Artie find Brother Adrian's hideout and try to recover the plank that has been allowing him access to the warehouse. After an almost deadly mishap, they are able to recover it and bring it back to the warehouse. At the end, H.G. Wells shows up and confronts Artie with what she was able to figure out about his use of the astrolabe. And we're back with Season 4, Episode 7, Endless Wonder. The Artifacts of the Week from Warehouse Wiki, the Rhodes Marble Bowl. This marble bowl was carved from the stone ruins of the Colossus of Rhodes on the island of Rhodes after it was destroyed by an earthquake in 226 BCE. The artifact is activated by a simple touch, and after a short period of time, the victim will start to grow slowly until its effects start to accelerate the growth process in the victim. If left unchecked, the artifact will start to stretch internal organs and skin to the point of tearing. The gold spike from the Transcontinental Railroad. This golden railroad spike was the last spike to be driven into the construction of the first Transcontinental Railroad by Leland Stranford of the Central Pacific Railroad in 1869 as a ceremonial gesture. It was the unique ability to pull things together. What are you two doing here? You first. Might it have something to do with your new bling? <sighs> what did you, where did you get that? We found it in the dark vault where Alice's mirror used to be. That's not unlike the box of them you found in that garage filled with artifacts, is it? Now you said you were gonna tell everyone about that, Artie. I did not, I said I would handle it. I said there was a protocol to these things. Last week, 
I wondered why Steve didn't know that Artie was lying when he told him that he would tell the rest of the team about the missing artifacts. Mm-hmm. And I totally forgot to mention it. But this week we hear that he chose his words wisely and he really said that he'd take care of it, which Steve just assumed meant that he would inform everyone else. Oh, oh, okay. He didn't lie. He didn't lie, yeah. He said, I'll take care of it, because he says that to Steve this week. Okay. Now, this is going to get a little cryptic, because I'm remembering things now. (laughs) Okay, that's all right. So, this Deb Stanley, seeing her made me remember a little bit more about the storyline, only because I thought she was someone else. Deb Stanley, more Park Pharmaceutical. We make Reduxit? We would be very interested to know if our pill is making people taller. It's not just making people taller. There are four people currently in critical condition in the ICU. I didn't know that. Okay, if it is the pill, it can't just be the pill. I keep tabs of all the doctors that are participating in the trial, and whatever's going on, it's only happening here in South Bend. I do remember where Lena's storyline goes. And I always have remembered where her storyline goes, but I don't remember specifics. Mm-hmm. But this girl reminded me of that because I thought she was someone else. And it was the someone else that I forgot about. This person that I thought Deb was, I completely forgot about until I saw Deb, if that makes any sense. Oh, okay. But I also remember how the metronome storyline is resolved. I've always remembered it, sort of, but I couldn't... Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember specifics, but I'm not going to say whether they figure out how to take him off the metronome or if they figure out how to keep him on it without affecting Claudia or or if they just take him off it. But this episode, for some reason, made me remember a lot of things that are coming up. Although I don't remember all of the reasons behind the things that I'm remembering. Uh You know what I mean? So I'm mentioning this. Because if I don't speculate on something, it's probably because I remember how it, how it's going to go. Okay. But I still don't remember how the brother Adrian arc gets resolved. I don't remember that at all. So I know that sounds kind of cryptic. No, I'm looking at this episode going, did you ever get this far? Oh, really? Yeah, today I was like, I don't remember this at all. Yeah, this one I did remember, except that this girl... I thought she was a different character when I first saw her, which made me remember other things. So Pete and Micah have to investigate a person who suddenly got taller. And because they know something is up with Artie, Pete thinks that Artie sent them out on a wild goose chase just just to get, get him out of the warehouse. Then they realize it's real when it happens to more people. So Artie finally tells Steve and Claudia about Brother Adrian, but he doesn't tell him about the astrolabe. When he mentions it to Steve and Claudia... He hears Brother Adrian's warning about not telling anyone or he'd be putting them in danger. Yeah. So he kind of looks worried that he's now put Claudia and Steve in danger. Brother Adrian, as in Brotherhood of the Black Diamond? How did you... Well, as soon as we found the diamonds, I did some surfing. They're a secret society in France. It was... A secret society doesn't quite capture it. One of the last offshoots of the Knights Templar. So what's their beef with us? Not us, me. Brother Adrian has a grudge against me personally. So that's why he's been stealing artifacts that are meaningful to you. More info, please. He's trying to force me to do something that I I can't do. What that is, I can't tell you. Suffice it to say it would be bad. That's all you get. I maxed out on my sharing quota for the day. But he really didn't tell him anything. He told him about the Brotherhood, but he didn't tell him about the Astrolabe. Yeah, I've got a number, but I've tried tracing it. It's routed through all these anonymous handoffs, and it's impossible. <laughs> Marty, you are adorable. This is why you ask for help. The number, please. An 
anyone you tell will be in grave danger. And he also looks worried about HG figuring it all out at the end. But again, technically, he didn't tell her anything. She figured it out for herself. Right. You knew things the rest of us couldn't because you'd been ahead in time and come back again. You can't tell anyone. I already have. Oh my God, what have you done? I've shared my suspicions with Mrs. Frederick. Artie, I don't know why you've been keeping this a secret, but I believe you use Magellan's astrolabe. Anyone you tell will be in grave danger. And this also answers the question, remember a couple episodes ago we... We're wondering who he called to look for the dagger. Okay, who'd he call? Remember, he already made the phone call to look for... Oh, he called her for the dagger. Yeah, and that's what I thought, but we weren't sure because he never said. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so that answers that question. But um, as it turns out, she already told Mrs. Frederick. I think still Mrs. Frederick had an idea because of change of the color in her hair... And plus what she said to Claudia. Yeah, because she said not yet, but the time's coming or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has some idea. I, I think so, too. I think you're right. And I forgot about the color in her hair, but yeah, I do mm-hmm. think she has some idea he did something. But HG, like, figured all of it out. Yeah, because I don't wonder where she'd been hiding. Because I thought she would be in the warehouse working with them now. Right, so... I wonder where she is, because they made her an agent, so there's not any more warehouses for her to be working in. So where is she? Right. I wonder if because Artie didn't specifically tell them that it's like a technicality that they're safe because he didn't tell them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I could be taking it all too literally. But the warning was if you tell anybody you're putting him in danger and he actually didn't tell anybody. Right. Because he's allowing the person to almost guess and, and that's not telling them. So I wonder if that's a technicality that keeps them safe. I don't know. But, I think so, because they would have already been in grave danger. I don't think it would be so prolonged, because it's to make the people that already cares about suffer. And so far, uh, Claudia really has a suffered. Yeah. Only behind the Metrodome, that's the only thing she suffered from with Steve. And already the, um, this is like a premonition of Claudia killing them or you know stabbing them or whatever that's already passed because that almost came true when they had the uh the glass from um i'm just saying alice in the looking glass so i keep on forgetting the guy's name yeah that came true so to me i'm putting that aside because yeah that already happened yeah i am not sure i see what you're saying i'm not sure because in his premonition she has the dagger so i don't know i don't know there's something about that that I remember, but I don't, you know, I, it's not coming to me. There's something weird about that whole thing, the dagger thing. Yeah. And I don't remember what it is. I mean, if I did, I couldn't say anyway, but there's just something about that whole premonition. The first time I saw it, I was like, oh, this is, uh, there's something weird about this and I can't remember what it is, but I can't. <laughs> Yeah, and I could be wrong. There could be nothing weird about it, but I'm just kind of, it kind of struck me like, oh, I kind of remember this. I don't know. But when Deb gets involved in the investigation, she thinks Pete and Mike are FDA. When Pete tells her they're Secret Service, she mentions the president. If the FDA wants to get involved... Oh, we're not the FDA, okay? We're the Secret Service. Does the president have heartburn? Wouldn't you? 
And that always happens. Whenever they say the Secret Service, somebody mentions the president. And I guess that's what we always think of the Secret Service. But they're a law enforcement agency. They don't just protect the president. They investigate financial crimes and stuff. Yeah. That comes up more than once in the show that people say, well, why is the president interested in this? And that's not all they do. Yeah, that's true. I wish I would have known about that when I was younger. About what? Secret Service. I would have done it. Not as far as to protect the president. I mean, as far as investigating other stuff of other crimes. You know, I'm not risking my life for that. <laughs> <laughs> the only person I'm going to risk my, basically my life for is my child. Right, right. <laughs> That's about it. But, um, you know, as far as investigating and, yeah, every time I think about it, I keep I saying I, I would love to have been investigating uh, certain things or inspecting certain things in the government or the state. Really? It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I never thought about it when I was younger. Yeah, I I can see how you would be interested in that. Yeah, definitely. We're going to pause right here for a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. If you're a fan of Warehouse 13, it is very likely you're also a fan of Eureka. And if you aren't, you should be. Please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Eureka. You can listen at EurekaRewatch.com on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Artie thinks that Brother Adrian is using an artifact to get in the warehouse. He updated the security system. Then they find out that Harriet Tubman's thimble is missing. Right. The thing is, though, even though he's using the board, he still had to be detected. So does that mean that when he changed himself, was that technically not Lena? in there that was him brother adrian well you know what you know what i thought of that for a second i don't know because he also changed himself into artie so it could have been him as artie getting the things out of the warehouse yeah because somewhere along the line that's what i'm thinking and you're right he could have transformed himself to anyone in the warehouse technically so maybe that's how he got in undetected because he couldn't come in as a cell yeah i don't know Another bad thing. Yeah, yeah, it lets you change your appearance into anyone. Artie, I don't speak mumble. So it looked shady when Pete was on the phone with Micah and uh, Deb was behind him doing something on her phone. That's another one I'm going, really? Really, Micah? Really, Pete? You're somebody in the room and you should have just said, Micah, she's in the bathroom. Don't say anything. That's right. She heard everything. And that, I mean, that was ridiculous. Kind of confirmed what she was thinking anyway. Something was up. And then she kind of confirmed that, yeah, and gave her leeway. Exactly. Well, you you told me to investigate, okay? So, she's unarmed. You know what? Just get dressed. Okay? Just... Oh, what? Okay, so this new victim is a Christian scientist, Uh all right? Which means he doesn't have a doctor. So he never took But I'm talking about when, I forget what building they came out of. When him and Micah first split up and Mm -hmm. they came out of whatever building. Yes. And Mm -hmm. Micah called Pete. They were standing out on the sidewalk. Pete was talking to Micah on the phone and Deb was behind him doing something with her phone. Yes. And Mm -hmm. I was like, that looks shady. That looks like she's trying to record his call or trace him or something. Right. 
So I don't know if that's what she was doing because at the end I did think that's what she was doing when she turned up at the bed and breakfast except that she said that she just got his travel records. But I'm wondering if that's how she followed them when Micah was uh, using the rail spike on that guy on the sidewalk. She was trailing them. They don't really pay attention. Right. So it's not even being chased or anything. All you got to do, they don't know what car she's driving. True. But it just looks so shady the way she was standing there and she was playing on, doing something on her phone the whole time he was talking to Micah. Yeah. And then when he got off the phone, she put her phone away. Maybe she was pretending that she was making a phone call. She's not listening to what I say. She's on the phone. Okay. And all the time, I'm listening. Yeah. I couldn't decide what she was doing, but it just looks shady. And they never actually said, I kind of thought she was somehow setting it up so she was tracing his phone so she would know where they went. But they never actually said that. But it just looked really shady. Yeah. (laughs) So Artie sends Pete and Micah the gold spike to reverse and slow down the growth, but it doesn't cure them. And like we said, Deb sees Micah using it. And she calls her boss because she thinks they could use some of the things for medical purposes. Pete says through the whole thing that he has good vibes about her. Yes. And then we find out she does want to use these things for medical purposes because of her father. Right. Mm -hmm. But her boss is just out for the money. Of course. Yeah. If it turns out to be true and we get sued, the less we know, the better. True. But on the flip side, this could lead to possible treatments for osteoporosis and growth hormone deficiency, cancer. Plus, there's research that shows that men really want to be taller. It's right up there with better in bed and more hair. Go. Unfortunately, she tells her boss how to get to the warehouse or the B&B. Now, I'm wondering, when the boss comes in with the senator... Mm-hmm. Do you think they're coming into the actual warehouse or do they have them coming in some weird place? I actually did. At first, I thought that they were coming into the actual warehouse. So did I. And then I was like, when they opened the door. So I'm thinking that they already have stuff set up because you just can't dig a tunnel, put the stuff in and have the stuff out there. There's no possible way. So I'm thinking that somewhere along the line in different areas, they have fake warehouses. To throw somebody off. Especially because the regent that was there. How did he get there so fast? Because I don't, we don't even know where he is. He was the guy from the grocery store. Right, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. First I said, oh, they just redecorated Artie's office. That's what I first thought. To mm-hmm. make it look like, what did he call it? Storage Unit 6? But yeah. they wouldn't want them to know where the actual warehouse is. So I was thinking it was a fake place that they had set up. Mm-hmm. And like we said, they figure out Brother Adrian is using the plank. And Lena figures out that it's the threshold of Lamentinus. And Lamentinus was one of the three Roman deities associated with the entrance way into homes. The door. Cardia was the deity of the door hinges. Lamentinus was the deity of the threshold. And Forculus was the deity of the door itself. The doorway in its entirety was in the realm of Janus the two-headed god who gave the name to January as a month. And the other three were auxiliaries of the more senior god. When placed at a base of a wall, it will cause the wall to collapse, thereby creating an opening. Which is weird because, I mean, if walls were collapsing all over the warehouse, even if they weren't noticing somebody getting in somehow, you think they would notice walls collapsing. Yeah, you're right. That doesn't make any sense either. So, I don't know. 
But like we said, Brother Adrian uses the thimble to make himself look like Artie. And Artie again tries to talk him into telling what the great evil is. But he's he's just saying he's going to unravel his life and isolate him from everybody he lo- knows and loves. Which, of course, makes him think of Stephen Claudia removing everything to get to the plank. Right. And they almost hit the tripwire. Fortunately, he warns him in time. And that was the other thing that I'm going, it's not going to be that easy. Right. He put it over there for a reason. Even though there's chairs on top of chairs, that's too easy. Right. I don't understand why you're not looking. So they have these skills, but you're not looking down to see if there's anything there because nothing's that easy. Right. But when it did get tricked, I thought that they did get hurt and they didn't hear Artie. I was glad, you know, and I was like, oh, okay, good. But still, I was mad because you didn't look down. And Artie also trips up and says, I thought you got buried alive again. Oh, yeah, that's right. And she said, what do you mean again? (laughs) (laughs) When Deb shows up at the bed and breakfast, apparently she's heard about them for years. She's heard about the secret government agency that shows up when odd things occur. They've been on her radar for a long time. A lot of people thought it was like just kind of like, uh, what's the word I want? A legend? Not a legend. A legend rumor? Yeah, like a rumor. Like it wasn't true. Or glory. Look, I found out that you guys were around a couple of years ago when a wrestling team got buff quick. Yeah, another time there were rumors some old ladies got miraculously younger. Things like this, they pop up on the radar when you're in the business of finding new drugs. But every time I dug further, the stories got buried. And I think, I think that you guys are the ones who buried them. She, of course, like most people, thinks that they shouldn't be keeping the artifacts quiet. They should be used to help the world. Adwin shows up and allows Pete to show her around and explain the downsides of some of the artifacts. And he actually does a pretty good job. Yeah, he did. She understood, too, which was glad because, like he said, this could have cured your father. But then somebody else would have had to get the illness. Right. So she decides to help them keep the artifacts from her boss. And Kosan offers her a position as a regent. I totally forgot that during this whole Walter Sykes thing, most of the regents got killed, so they do need more regents. Mm-hmm. So Pete's vibe about her was correct all along. But it was the same kind of thing uh, when Mrs. Frederick told Artie that he knew what he had to do when... Claudia found the warehouse. Right. And remember, I kept asking, well, what would they do if they didn't make her a warehouse agent? Or if she didn't want to be a warehouse agent? What would they do? Would they erase her mind? Because Pete says that. Are you going to erase her mind? Yeah, but he said that before. Did they say that with Steve? Because Steve was thinking about it. Was it him? Somebody. Oh, my God. Pete has said that before. Are you going to erase their mind? Yeah. So this is the only time. You know, my son keeps on saying, or I don't know, but you said this this series should be called Two Old Ladies That Forget. Well, I never said old. I said two women that can't remember oh, anything. I think he said old. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, you know, he sees funny. Um, I know there was an episode or something where Pete did say, are you going to erase their mind? Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. I could have sworn Pete said it. He might have. I just don't remember. But he definitely said it this time. I was thinking that, too, and I think I said that when Claudia first came. Well, what would they do if they didn't Mm -hmm. make her a warehouse agent? But, again, this time, they asked her to join the Regents. Yeah, she said, yeah, with a smirk. But I didn't like the way she looked, though. Um, I don't think I thought anything of it. I don't know. It could mean nothing, but it's just like something sinister to that little smirk. I don't know if I even noticed a smirk, but we'll see, I guess. 
Yeah. Random, random, random. And now for some random thoughts, facts, or things that we just thought were funny, or things that we just wanted to mention that don't really need to be discussed, but deserve a mention. And then just some random things. Pete gets to do the Welcome to Warehouse 13 speech. Yeah. I can't believe I'm saying this, but welcome to Warehouse 13. Marty does that a lot better. Once again, why does Micah read every label and everything in that kitchen instead of just spraying everything? One episode you got to spray, then one you don't. Right. And we said when they were in New Orleans, all they had to do is spray all that stuff instead of wiping down everything. And then the next episode, they had spray. So why does she pick up everything and read a label instead of just spraying the whole thing? Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When Artie tells Steve and Claudia that their involvement is over, Claudia agrees way too fast. Way too fast for Artie to ever have believed her, and I can't believe he did. I don't know if he did. I think he just kind of blew it off to where they're both going. Yeah, okay. You were right. I was handling too much for myself, and I did need your help, so thanks. That's where we're And here comes the... But there is still a part of this I can't tell you because even knowing about it would put people in danger. So this is where your involvement ends. You are done. Understood? But, Artie... Okay. We're not done, are we? Not by a mile. Usually he has a few more threats. Yeah. He kind of gave in too fast, and I don't know if he's just has his mind on what's going on and he's not really paying attention because even when Pete and Micah called him from out in the field they call him to check in that's what they do right or when they have questions and he didn't seem to be at all interested in anything that they were doing he was just trying to fix the security system yeah there's one more person we have to contact a lawyer named Anthony Sackler Sackler so go talk to Mr. Sackler Artie what are you doing I'm organizing my wire collection it's got to be an artifact Adults don't have growth spurts. No short jokes, no fat jokes, no age jokes. Well, then I got nothing. So what about Paul Bunyan's axe or, or David's slingshot? Or how about a magical bag of beans? We got the axe, we got the slingshot, the beans, please. That's just a fairy tale. I just want the storyline. I, I mean, I like it. It's interesting, but <laughs> I want to know what's going on. Yeah, he's still like my favorite character. He has some of his moments. I actually thought it was kind of a dream when they were in the bed together. Oh, okay. I kind of thought that was not a real thing at first. Almost like a dream, like in Pete's mind, he's having an illusion or a hopefulness that this is what it's going to be. Okay. And then when I found out that it's real, I'm cracking up going, really, Pete? (laughs) And then she keeps on calling him, what, a slut? (laughs) He slept with her, didn't you? What? Why are you such a slut? Oh, Micah, would you please just go? I'll be out in a minute. I'm leaving. Fine, fine. Slut. Pete with the robot. Please be careful. We're always careful. (laughs) Then at the end, he's crashing into something. The warehouse. You know, it's just Pete. It's the kid in him. Yeah, he was pretty funny, actually, through the whole thing. But um, it was funny. When he dropped the sheet, that was even more funny. <laughs> Michael was injured. 
And I was just like, it's Pete, it's Pete, it's Pete. Right. But um, it was it was a good episode. I like this one better than I did the last one because you had the the A and the B plot. So um, it was interesting, especially when it brought brother Adrian because we're trying to figure out how is he doing this. Right. So at least that part is solved. Except he says I have other artifacts. Oh so yeah. I don't think that's over. Oh, it's not over. And it kind of almost felt like. That really wasn't how he was getting in, like it was a setup. Because he had it rigged and everything, you know? Part of me thinks that that might have been how he was getting in, but he's got enough artifacts yeah. to handle whatever he needs to handle. So does he really need to get back in there? How many does he really have? And I understand that. Yeah, he probably really doesn't need to get back in there. But I almost felt like the whole plank thing, like he let them find him. Mm. That's what I'm thinking. Because you can't just rig up a plank to explode on a tripwire in two seconds. He already had to have that planned. I believe that part was the setup. I understand what you're saying on that one. But part of me still believes that he has enough artifacts. He don't need to go back. I mean, he had to know that Claudia would be able to find the house. And then he left his phone in the drawer. Right, yeah. Come on. Like she isn't going to call the phone to see if he's there. And then the fact that he let them see the plank when he walked by up on the staircase you know and the fact that it was hooked up to a tripwire i think this was all planned ahead of time yeah i see what you're saying i mean maybe it's possible he used that maybe once to get into the warehouse but he i don't think he needs that to get into the warehouse like you said he probably has other artifacts so i think he used that to lure them there i think you're right now that you said that could be totally wrong but that's what i felt it was just all too convenient All right, so if you don't have anything else... No, I'm good. We will see you next week for episode eight, right? Yes. Yeah. All right, see you next week. Have a good day. You too. Have a good day. Bye. Why are you trying to hide it from us? Did it occur to you that part of my job is deciding what is and what is not part of your job, and the reason I'm not telling you something may just be because I am protecting you? Yes, that did occur to us. We also considered crankiness, senility, and Artie's just sugar crashing. Did it mayhaps occur to you that we don't need protecting? Hey, this is Doug Gramley reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the 13th warehouse on Twitter at Eureka warehouse on Instagram at Eureka underscore warehouse on our website at the 13th warehouse.com or on Podbean. The music for the 13th warehouse reflections in the mirror provided by Esther Garcia under their standard license. See you next time in the 13th warehouse. And now we're also available on Apple podcasts, Google play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.